0: Hello everyone, thank you for joining us. Today's episode will feature an interview with Angel Alvarez, a student leader at the University of Arizona. We hope you enjoy. Hello everyone. Uh, my name is Angel Alvarez. Um, pronouns are he, him, his. I am a fourth year here at the University of Arizona, first generation student. I am a major in gender, woman studies, Mexican-American studies, and psychology. But I've also picked up another major in statistical and data science. So I'm going to be here a good while. I'm also a um, currently the president of my a multicultural Latino-based fraternity, uh, Sigma Lambda Beta International Fraternity Incorporated. A shout out to them, to the brothers. And I'm excited to be here for this podcast. Um, the issue with masculinity, when it, like when we talk about it at the beginning, it's it's definitely one of those things that there's a sense of duality when it comes to like masculinity and femininity. But also the thing about masculinity, it's, it has been largely like associated with particular like when it comes to like the binding with gender or you know gender expression, especially you know you know how to be masculine. Like only man can be masculine, and to be not masculine, to, it signifies that you are not a man. And also like masculinity can get very I, I feel like there's parts of masculinity that I feel like are cool, important things that I think it's important for like a lot of people to have. But there's also a lot of parts of masculinity that are very dangerous or, you know, toxic masculinity when we talk about it. You know, that sense of not being able to express emotion, balling everything up. And, you know, it can be very not only harmful to yourself if you don't know how to like you know, if you don't develop that sense of emotional stability or that, you know, be true to yourself you not only hurt yourself, but the people around you essentially as well. Like so, you know, that's kind of like from my part of masculinity, you know, from as far as like my experience, I know I've had issues with my masculinity personally. In a way, like over time, I feel like I've been, I try to like, you know, stay like a good person, like, you know, in between, like a, you know, like in a good state in between, like, you know, I have a little bit both sides, but I feel like over time as I grew up, a, a lot of that part of like, you know, trying to expose my feminine side was very largely like, attacked in a way that why are you acting like that or you're acting very feminine and stuff so it's almost like it's almost I have to be forced or I feel like I'm like from society I'm very pressured to act masculine. not only from like my peers but like especially from my family personally and stuff so I feel like it's a lot of those issues where like you try to make like a hard show you try to act hard you try to act tough and it becomes and I actually recognize like a lot of like how much it kind of like oh it sucks and it it, it like it's painful and everything because like you know, you wish you want to express yourself, but then you have that f- sense of freedom, like, oh, showing vulnerability or showing weakness. So, you, like, you try to, like, stay stuff as, as you can. But, you know, there's, like, the issues. So You know, with masculinity, there's, like, certain things that are associated with masculinity. So, and so when you see masculinity, the opposite would be feminine. So, I feel like the fact that I would show emotion, like, sometimes, like, I'll kind of, like, express my emotions or my thoughts about something. Like, I'm very passionate about it. It's, like, it's very, it's very like, feminine. Like, oh, you're acting like... Well, you know, because masculinity is associated with men, and femininity is very associated with women, like, oh, you're acting like a girl right now, (laughs) kind of like thing, you know, you kind of get insulted like that. And that's a very interesting thing, because I'm very, that's one thing I kind of noticed the first thing when we talk about, like, you know, masculinity and femininity, is like when people in men kind of get, like, they feel hurt when you call them a woman, kind of a thing, kind of like, you know, how do we view women in kind of society? And we show you that, and then when you call them that, like, somebody, like, because, you know, if anything, you should kind of take pride in that. Like, you know, women are awesome, they're powerful, very strong. And so it's, like, why would you feel, like, inferior to be set to that? And so I don't know why people, like, you know, that's something I didn't really think about, like, oh, why did I feel like that? So it's, like, one of those things that you don't really think about. It's just something how you just, like, oh, it's, like, kind of just, like, kind of the con- con- condition to think about. So I think certain examples, like, especially, from like, like from my mom and from, like, my other siblings, it's, like. I don't know, like, some I'm a big like into like romance films, so I'm like I'm like a big like you know hopeless romantic kind of thing kind of guy. So it's just like I like watching that stuff, but like sometimes I gotta change it because like I don't want nobody even seeing what I'm real like watching or reading. You know what I mean? Because like if they are like oh what are you reading? I'm like oh nothing. I'm like I'm reading nothing. Dude. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> it's just a homework assignment. <laughs> you know? <what> I, mean? <laughs> I have to read this. So it's just you know you don't want to like mm-hmm. express too much, and then so especially when you get like kind of pushed and stuff. you're, like oh how are you feeling today? You know like. Obviously, you like you're having a bad day, and you want to talk about it, but you kind of don't want to because like you don't know how you're gonna be looked at. So you are just like oh, you just kind of stay quiet. Like I'm good. I remember this one thing where like it really occurred to me about like masculinity, that form of power and dominance. You say I think we I had this one class in my first, first my freshman year. It was like a Success Express class under the University of Arizona Hispanic Alumni Scholarship. They had like this class that's kind of um the, the instructors actually set up by the Guero Center. Back then it was um at a teacher named Gabriel Quillera. And he was um, pretty much like educating us. And we're, one time he had us do a research and we were all set up in groups. there's a lot more like women than men in the group. There's only like five guys. Everyone else was like women and everything. So we had five groups. So there's one guy per group oh. essentially. There's literally only one guy in each group and there's like four girls for each group. And we were talking about a research project we we're going to talk about. So when Gabriel asked us to go around what our research project would be about, they had to do something with the community revolving social justice. So when we're going around, the ones who spoke up and represented the groups, they happened to be the men of each group. And some, that's something that we didn't, it's not like we organized that or we did it on purpose. It's kind of just like, not only did, was it like for some of those groups, it was the guys kind of like pushing up and stepping up, like, oh, like I'll say it. But a lot of times it's kind of the girls like, oh, you should say it. It was like almost like, like the men, like, you know, like that sense of like power kind of thing I was thinking but like, okay, why is this, they ha- why do I- they had to kind of be the representation of like this group in a sense and I feel like that's when I started really like, oh dang like this is engraved in all of us and this is like in, in the community, even in college campuses, like this is hardcore. core. I was like, I didn't see it like that. So when he started pointing it out. And I think those are like kind of examples. I think other times where like masculinity is um being also being in fraternity, it's like you with a bunch of guys, you know, here on campus when you're a bunch of guys. And I think this just goes anywhere, not just on campus, but I think anywhere else essentially is like, you know, you always I don't know why, but a lot of guys have to act like they have to be the biggest guy in the room. So when they try to act like the biggest guy in the room, and you kind of feel that sense of like, they're trying to show that sense of dominance over you, you get annoyed. So you're like, so then you try to sit one of them, and then it just becomes this very like annoying little trying to feel like who can dominate the space and stuff. And I don't know why it's like, why do we even have, why can we just share the space? You know what I mean? Like, why do, like, can we just be in harmony or like, you know, it's like a collective? Why, do we, why does there have to be like top guy kind of a thing like who this and this and that I feel like those are just like certain examples I feel like I've seen when it comes to like masculinity and like power Mm -hmm. a little bit I think the culture centers do a very good way in, like, incorporating and talking about these conversations. So if you're not really involved in the culture centers and if you're not involved in, like, you know, classes or courses under those departments, you're not going to really have these conversations. And it's kind of, like, out of sight, out of mind kind of a thing. So I feel like because, yeah, yeah, like, you know, the club is very more about, like, okay, how to get you ready for college and, like, you know, settling in, like, inter- like how to do interviews, how to do, like, resumes, all these different things. Like, pretty much the, the do's and don'ts of college. But we had a kind of very, made it like, let's talk about social justice. Let's talk about pedagogy, the oppressed kind of thing. So I learned a lot from him talking about that. And that's actually what interested me to be a GWS and MAS major today, you know? And also the involvement in the culture centers have really shaped me and helped me as well. You know, kind of like that being like my home away from home as well in the beginning. So yeah. One thing is I think from my own, from my personal experience, but also the experiences of a lot of my friends, my peers is, um, you know, how even segregated certain classes are when it comes to gender. You know, I remember talking to one of my friends, Belen, how she talked about how she, like, in her chemistry major, and you know, when she was a chemistry major, that she was the only, you know, she was the only girl in her lab, essentially. Like, you have all these, like, predominantly male. Like, certain majors are predominantly male. And then I have friends with, like, you know, a lot of my friends who are in public health or nursing, they're like, oh, a lot of the like, people in those classes are women. So it's like it's almost like certain majors are kind of adjusted to certain reason. I think it's going back to the conversation we had back, last you week know, as you we, we kind of grow up we kind of associate even majors or even genders essentially to an extent and you know you see predominantly one particular group and one like you know area of study than others you know usually especially when you see like stem majors and stuff you know even the professor they even told me that like you know yeah, like a lot of the tas professors are even amazed like oh there's like you know and even more so when there's students of color you know in those spaces so like i feel like that's even shocking to them as well like not only were there women but there's also students of color in there. It. so it's like whoa so it's like they're very gendered and also like also that like you could say like they're kind of you know segregated or organized a certain way you know to what courses people take when it comes to like public health nursing those are very associated to like you know caregiving and stuff so like you would expect women to do that and that's kind of like what you see and in it. it's interestingly like when you see those majors you know, she's like these stem like majors like engineering or like chemistry biochemistry like these lab research spaces and stuff so like all oh, because of like these high fields or professions how they're viewed and then when it comes to like forms of like intelligence stuff like oh, you would expect like a lot of men to be in that. But you see how it's very interesting how like that's something that I've noticed over time, how like certain majors they're not very diverse as i thought they were and you know you know there are those like you know a few students who are very passionate or very like into like oh this is what i want to do like i know a couple people who were like you of color bar in computer science and stuff it's, it's not unheard of it's like you know it happens but it's like when you think of like even the way how we even think about like when you think of a computer science major what does that person look like to you and then when you think of the first thing that comes tops of your head is like oh okay and then and so like even that, the fact that we can even do that and we have a certain particular person in mind when we think of that, you're just like, when you think of a gender woman studies major, you wouldn't really like, do you think of me when you think of a gender woman studies major? You know what I mean? So it's just like how we associate things. And that's one thing I've noticed, you know, with cam- on campus in school, how there's like, and even with majors, it's like organized. Have I not had those conversations like back in the culture centers or even back in like Avied's class or MAS or GWS classes? It was like I said, I would like, I just think it was like a normal thing, like, oh, whatever. Like, it is like I came up with those ideas, but I wouldn't really call myself out on it because it was like I wouldn't see it. But because I've had those conversations and I saw like the bigger view of these like, you know, power dynamics and power pollution, how like things are organized, I'm like, oh, like, wow. So then I think that's when like after those courses, And kind of like really having those discussions in those spaces have really created like a a space for me in my mind to kind of like catch myself when I do that, you know, and not making assumptions or not really categorizing people, essentially, you know, kind of take the time to know the person and this and that don't just assume about a particular person. But I feel like I I still catch myself even today, too, this time, like, you know, I see a person and kind of just like how they talk or how they act. I'm like, you're probably this major (laughs) addiction in my head, like, I mean. But I'm but then I'm like, oh wait, wait, I shouldn't like, do that and stuff. I can't just assume like that. But yeah. Now but as far as like catching myself and like realizing lights, like I said, it's more like I wouldn't realize it if I wasn't in those conversations in the first place. Have I not been in those conversations in the first place? I think once I had those conversations everything was like, Oh, I've been doing, I've been saying and doing a lot of things I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> you know, like how I you know, one thing I didn't know was there's like i'm like what is that <laughs> and then i'm like there would be moments where i catch myself mansplaining like in a certain times where like someone would like a, like a girl would say something and then like i kind of say something very similar <laughs> but like you know like, like oh wait i'm doing that my bad i'm so sorry take like you know so there's like certain things that we kind of do that we don't sound like we do it on purpose well i hope people don't do it on purpose but it's um you know like me personally there's certain things like you know mansplaining you know or kind of, like, showing kind of dominance, between in a particular space that I don't catch myself doing. I feel like I'm just doing it kind of naturally over time, and then it wasn't until, like, as I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, okay. That, oh, okay, 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 I got to stop. I got to take a step back because I'm taking a little bit too much space right now, or, or I'm, like, unsettling the room right now, so I got to stop. But, you know, like I said, like, I would have kept, personally, I think I would still be doing a lot of those things have I not had those conversations. What is a piece of advice you would give to an incoming first-year student? Well, first and foremost, I feel like, um, you know, congrats, you know, you made it very far. It is a big effort, you know, congratulate yourself. I know a lot of, like, men who don't, like, they come up here and then, like, they're like, oh, well, I feel like a lot of people can do it and this stuff, but they know it was hard and they don't want to admit how hard it was. So, you know, congratulate yourself that you made it this far and that you're going to go to your next step journey of higher education. But also, um, if you're someone who maybe you're not from Tucson, maybe try like, oh, even if you are from Tucson as well, you know, try to find your yourself. When here at the university because I know that a lot of us like you know we're trying to make our family proud and you know trying to do something with our lives and stuff and sometimes we're kind of like very eager and pushed to like do certain things for the sake of our pride so maybe try to see like you know learn about yourself here on campus you know like for example like I started off as a physiology man I want to go to med school because of like the profession how it's viewed and that's kind of what my family expected of me and stuff and there's like a lot of that fear like why are you doing gender women's studies so it's like you know cause I enjoy it. it's, like, and my passion and everything I'm very into it these conversations so like you know find yourself on campus and like you know make friends find a community definitely reach out to the culture centers that definitely has changed my life personally I feel like I wouldn't be here personally if I without the culture centers I think I would have dropped out like the first year personally you know it was that sense of family sense of community that just really helped me make some new friends connections you know really utilize the resources on campus, there's a lot more resources than you think there really are. You might go in the school and like, wow, there's nothing here, but there really is a lot. Just gotta find those resources, like the culture centers. And I definitely encourage to kind of take, you know, find definitely find comfort in the uncomfortable. I feel like when you take comfort in the uncomfortable, you kind of start to kind of develop more of an open mind and really kind of see the world in different perspective that might actually not only that would definitely help you personally like over time like you know let's just say you see like an event at the like at the GWRC you see an event going on that's being promoted like you know take the time to go to these different events and all that and then see like you know kind of diversify yourself in different things kind of get to know who you are and also like you know the spaces that you enjoy don't try to stick to like one place at one time because I feel like when people just stick to one place at one time make their routine it kind of I mean, you know, I think I, I understand that because it's like, you know, that sense of like being in a space where you're, you feel safe, you feel comfortable, you know, that, but I feel like to really learning about yourself, you need to really like push yourself in these different scenarios and situations. And don't be too hard on yourself, you know, if you, you know, I think mental health is very important. So don't do more than you can handle. I know a lot of people have that sense of pride that like, oh, I can do this, oh, I can handle it. Well, I, someone else can do this, so why can't I do this? So you feel like you have to put yourself into those certain expectations, like trying to finish college in four years or, you know, you're trying to do full-time work, boss also I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to fall behind in classes, so I'm going to do 15 units because I want to finish in four years. Like, no, like, know what you can handle. Like, take it step by step. Personally, I would say start off a little bit, and then if you can handle that, then take it up after that. It's better to, like, go a little easier where you know you can handle than to have to take a bunch of courses and then you have to drop two of them at, at anyway in the future. But definitely use resources. Don't take too much than you can chew. Find yourself and just let you know we're all proud of you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at shiftingua, where we will be posting updates and other great content. You can also send us questions at uofamoc at gmail.com. Going forward, we will be releasing a new episode every Tuesday. See you all next week. And everyone who's out there, I hope you all having a good morning, a good day.